you know, your relationship will completely change when you realize that everything this other person does is an expression of love or a cry for love. Hey, I'm Sarah Kroger, and I am the founder of The Purpose Project, and here today to talk to you about how you were loved into existence on purpose, with purpose, and for purpose. I am here to help you step into that, create belief, and be the scaffolding that supports you while you learn these things. Guys, I'm so excited to talk to you today. I know I always say that, but it's because I don't share anything with you that hasn't really had a deep impact on my life and taken me from somebody who was really just frustrated all the time. I always felt like I needed something to change in order to be happy. And I could look around and I could quote unquote count my blessings and I could see good in my life. But you know what? I always struggled on a rainy day and felt like I could only be happy when the sun was shining and everything in my heart was dependent upon the behaviors of the people around me. And man, I could spiral like I was an Olympic gold medalist, like top of my sport off the deep end spiral. And when something would go wrong, suddenly the whole world would come crashing down and I was never going to be happy again. I'd have a fight with my husband and suddenly our marriage was over and I would have, you know, a a burn dinner and suddenly we were going to lose everything. And I wish that I was exaggerating, but there, the things that were going wrong in my life were so tied to my sense of worth that I, everything would just come crashing down. I'd have a bad 10 minutes and it would turn into a bad life in an instant. And I have learned tools and perspective to shift that. And I can be, I feel like now I can be when things are really not going well. And there's a lot that I could stress out about and that I used to stress out about And I don't just blow sunshine and I don't just look on the bright side. I really can stop and be grateful and get myself in a state where I can actually solve those problems. I can actually look forward at what is coming and not fret. And I can not let that bad 10 minutes or really probably more like 90 seconds, but that bad moment in my day ruined my whole life. And I want to give you one of the tools today that just blew my mind the first time I heard it. I heard it first from Tony Robbins, who I, while not perfect, I have learned so much from him about mindset and perspective. And he gave a TED talk at one point talking about the six human needs. And I'll be honest, the first video that I heard him explain this was just another YouTube video. You could search YouTube for six human needs, Tony Robbins, and you'll see the TED talk and it's amazing. But there was another one about the topic um, that I actually thought was better because I thought he explained it more. And um, it's just this idea that all humans have these six needs And every single one of us has the same six needs, although we get it met in a different way. So one of the six human needs is the need for certainty. Duh. We have this need for certainty. But you know what? For you, your sense of certainty and the security that you get from that could come from maintaining a certain bank balance. And that as long as your bank balance is at a certain level, you have certainty. 
And it could be for someone else that they know you're praying for them. They have certainty in their life because they know that there are people who are praying for them when they ask. And frankly, there could be somebody else who has certainty in their life by having Taco Tuesday and a rock and chore chart. And I don't mean any disrespect at any level. I just say that to illustrate like you can have that need for certainty met in lots of different ways. If you always sit in the same spot you know, if you take the bus to work or if you, you know, go to the doctor's office or whatever and you always sit in the same place or even having like a side of the bed that you sleep on. Those are all examples of how we have certainty in our life. And some people will say like, well, you know, you're creatures of habit. And that's what this is. This is this is the manifestation of your need for certainty and everyone has it. Not everyone values it the same. Not everyone puts the same emphasis on it. I personally, and I'll talk about this more in a minute, I personally am working on actually valuing my need for certainty a little bit less because I place a lot of emphasis on that. And that valuing it so highly has actually robbed me of some things. And, and, um, It's not good or bad that you have this need. Everyone has it, but how you value them can have an impact on your life. So we all have a need for certainty. And another one of those needs is a need for love. But in that case, a lot of people will settle for connection instead of love. Do you know anybody like that where they, everyone has a need for love, right? Everyone does. But some people will settle for connection, over real love. And this is another one that I've struggled with and one that I am going to confess to you that I am working very actively on in my life right now because I'm introverted, you guys, but I'm also a good speaker and I love speaking to people and I actually do love spending time with people. And so when people say, well, like I'm an extroverted introvert, when you talk about introvert and extrovert, it really comes from where you're energy source is. So my husband and I are opposites in that front. I need energy in order to spend time with people and he gets energy from spending time with people. So uh, the example that I always give is if we in the before times would have like a, a, a potluck or a cookout or something like that at our house. At the end of the night when everybody left, we would both kind of collapse onto the sofa like spent, but it for different reasons. Like I had used all of my energy peopling. (laughs) Like, and I had a great, even if I had a great time, it doesn't mean it's taxing. It doesn't mean I didn't like it. It doesn't mean I wanted it to end. It just means that I had to use all of my energy peopling. And he's sitting next to me on the couch, sad and completely drained because the source of his energy just went home. Like everybody just left and and the presence of people revs him up, okay? So for me as an introvert, it's not just I need alone time. I mean, I, I happen to be very awkward and, and not great at small talk and I feel very uncomfortable in situations when I don't know what's going on. Like all of the memes that you see about introverted people, they're pretty much true about me. Um, I like to know what's coming. I don't like change, <laughs> all of those kinds of things, but when it comes to love, because I'm introverted yet a good speaker, I can have connection without the uncertainty or risk of really exposing my heart. And I have been in seasons of life where I I didn't let anybody close to me because it was too risky and it took too much energy. And then I would be sad because I didn't have close friends. And I was like, 
what the heck? Why don't I have any close friends? And I would see these other people with these incredibly deep and strong bonds with their friends and I would get jealous. And of course I would compare and I, what is wrong with me? How come I'm not good enough? And, and through learning about these six human needs, it's like, oh no, Sarah, you, you weren't really leading with love. You weren't opening your heart to these people. There, there wasn't any deep connection offered. You weren't rejected. You just didn't put yourself out there. And I have one child who is a lot like me temperamentally and she's um, very melancholic and very introverted and um, not melancholic as in sad, but like as a temperament, she's melancholic, very particular, likes things done a certain way, very much a rule follower. Everything's really black and white. That's basically me. Um, And she is also introverted. And we would, she would be unhappy that, you know, she felt like she didn't have a a real close friend. And then whenever we would be in social settings or we would go to someone else's house, she would um, pull away from the group and sit in the corner and read. She did it when she was little. She still does it now um, as an adolescent. And I would have to have these conversations with her as she got older. Like, listen, you have to put yourself into the conversation. You have to enter into that and it feels really, really risky. And so when we talk about these six human needs, I want you to listen and see where you hear yourself because you might be like me, but you might be completely different from me. You still have the need for certainty. You still have the need for love. And a lot of people still settle for connection over real love. But what when I explain that to you, like how I can have connection with without the uncertainty or the risk of really exposing my heart, when I do that regularly, How does that leave me feeling? Yeah, it leaves me feeling really, really lonely. And it makes me second guess, like I said, uh, myself, my worth, my value. And I can look at this and go, okay, my inherent value, my inherent value and dignity comes from my creation and from my creator, not a result of anything else. Everyone starts with the same um, just inherent value. We might not all do the same things. We might not have the same level of productivity. We we don't have the same purpose. We don't have the same function in society, but we all have the same inherent dignity. But what you value in terms of these human needs greatly impacts how you relate to other people and frankly, your level of happiness in your life. And The good news is, the good news is, you can make a choice to focus on a different set of these six human needs. So get your pen and paper, and I want to go quickly through what they are and tell you a little bit about them, and then ask you a question um, where you see yourself in that and how you can shift it to improve your perspective and your mindset. So the six human needs that every single person on the planet, no matter your culture, no matter your gender, race, situation, age, everybody has these six human needs. Okay. Number one, I said this before, you have a need for certainty, right? Reliability, predictability, uh, knowing things are going to be a certain way. And I said it before, like you can get it different ways. I mean, Taco Tuesday might meet your need for certainty, right? You just know every Tuesday, Come hell or high water, the whole world could go sideways, but we're having tacos for dinner and that's one less thing I have to worry about and that is certain, okay? But number two, the second human need is uncertainty. 
We need that variety in our life. Otherwise, life would be boring. And you are talking to someone who values, number one, certainty, very, very highly. And I would probably not get bored with repetition nearly as fast as someone else. And there are times that too much uncertainty feels wild and reckless to me. But let me just give you a tip on Sarah. I have this pair of shoes. And if you've ever seen me on social media, I put, I'll have to post them the next time I wear them. But I posted about them a while ago. I have these pair of shoes that don't match on purpose. They're just black Mary Janes. And one of them has a single cluster of flower flowers on the toe, like printed into the fabric. And then the other one has flowers over the entire shoe. They coordinate. They were sold as a pair. It's intentional, but they don't match. And I'm going to tell you, that feels wild and crazy to me. And I get it. I get that. It's okay if you laugh. It's okay if you're grinning at my, um, you know, craziness. But like, I mean it. That feels really wild and crazy. I'm not the person who's dyeing my hair bright pink. I Because that is way outside of my level of comfort with uncertainty. That doesn't mean that someone who does that is bad. It doesn't mean I, I mean, I, I think it's fabulous. And I also don't, it's kind of like um, how we view a messy house. When it's our messy house, we are confident that everyone coming in our house is judging us to the core over the state of our house. Yet when we go to someone else's house, I don't know about you, but for me, if I go to someone else's house and there's like toys on the floor and dishes in the sink, not only do I feel comfortable, I feel better because I know that like I'm not a total slob. Now, sometimes I am a total slob, but like when I go to someone else's house, it, it sets me at ease. So not only am I not judging them for having what they would consider a messy house, which I would not, um, what they would consider a messy house, not only am I not judging them, it actually is better for me and my relationship with that person to see it. Like I remember going over to somebody's house for a small group and the first time, like we, we'd gone there several times and there was one night we came and there was laundry, there were like baskets of laundry in the living room. And I said to her afterwards, not publicly, but privately, I said to her afterwards, like, I, I'm so glad that you had laundry out. And she looked at me funny and she's like, I was at my wits end because one of her kids or somebody else was supposed to fold it and put it away. And it was too late um, for her to do it before people came. And so she just like took a deep breath and just went with it and was really upset with whoever it was that had left that laundry out. And I was like, no, it, it made me feel comfortable and welcome. And when you have a friend in particular that you can like show up at a messy house with, and it's okay, like that is it. Again, I, I can't speak for you. For me, that is like a level of intimacy and friendship you know when you can have when you can have that level of comfort and lack of pretense with somebody so anyway I probably would not get bored with a lot of certainty for a very long time but even I need some variety even I I am a homebody I like being at my house even during this season but there are times even before um even before the pandemic started, there were times where I'm like, dude, I got to get out of Dodge. And my husband would look at me because that's not typical for me. And he's like, what? Like, you know, I got to go. Um, because you just need some variety in your life. 
And frankly, it's funny because everybody has these things. And you, like we said, we made them in different ways. But, you know, if you watch the same movie over and over and over again, but, you know, kind of hope it's either been long enough that you forget some things or there might have been something you missed the first time, you're meeting that need for certainty and uncertainty in the same action. So number one is certainty. Number two is uncertainty. Number three is significance. You need to feel significant. You need to feel like you matter. You need to feel like you have an impact. Now, this is not necessarily the same as having a genuine impact. You might get some significance by having a genuine impact, but it's that feel good. I mean, frankly, hello, social media, right? The fact that Instagram exists is evidence of our need for significance. You want to be seen. Some people, again, some people value this higher than others, but we all have it. Even if you're not on social media or you don't have a huge presence, you have this need to be seen. You want people to recognize what you've done and notice. Doesn't mean you want a trophy for it. It doesn't mean you want to be called up on stage. In fact, for some of you, that would be terrifying, but you want, you want it to be noticed. Number four is love. And remember I said before that some people will settle for connection, especially in this day and age. Um, and I'm not going to get into this. I want to keep it PG. But in terms of some adult behaviors, people will settle for connection versus real love because real love is scary. It's risky. It's risky and it's scary. It's deep and beautiful and incredible. And frankly, one of my favorite people on the planet is Brene Brown. I love, love, love listening to her. She like drops all the truth bombs. Um, and she talks about vulnerability a lot. And she says the mistake that people make, she has a, a like a documentary on Netflix, which is incredible. She's got TED Talks that are incredible, like books, all the things. She's phenomenal. Um, and she talks about vulnerability and she says people feel like they need trust in order to be vulnerable. And truly that's backwards. You have to be vulnerable in order to have trust. And that makes me think of this need for love because people are afraid to put themselves out there, even in a friendship. This doesn't, this, this doesn't just mean like romantic love, but in a friendship or in service or, you know, this idea of I got to take care of my own, that flies in the face of your need for love, right? When you aren't even willing to listen to somebody who has an opposing viewpoint because you so don't value what understanding and, and love and connection that you could have. Number five in this list Actually, before I tell you number five, let me tell you something. So one through four are like the, the needs of the ego. And I don't mean that in a like an egotistical um, insult sort of way, but like the needs of self. These things that make you feel comfortable and taken care of and complete, right? And then the last two are the needs of the spirit, which is a little bit of a higher level and a little bit of a, a, a deeper, more, oh, less concrete, more abstract kind of needs. So number five is the need for growth. And number six is the need for contribution. And when you think about that, like the need for growth, we need to make progress. 
And I've talked about this before that we feel like happiness is one step past the finish line of whatever our goal is. But really, we need progress because that's why when you hit a goal, how long are you happy? How long are you happy after you hit a goal? A weight loss goal, a goal at work, a project goal, a rank goal in your business, uh, any a relationship goal, whatever it is, how long after you hit that goal are you happy because of that? A, a year? No. A month? Probably not. A couple weeks? Maybe. A couple minutes? Because you... What makes you happy is progress and growth, not just accomplishment. You have to have something that you're fighting for. You have to have something that you're shooting for and something that you're working toward. There has to be some measure of your progress. But that's why you hit the goal and you think, I will hit this goal and then I will be happy, period. It's like the happily ever after. But we all know that that's not really reality at all. Um, You hit the goal, you're happy, you feel good about it. And then you're like, well, now what? Because you aren't progressing anymore. You've hit your goal and you feel like you've arrived. And that's, and then it's empty. And then you're like, wait a minute, I, this was supposed to make me happy. Well, no, because what will make you happy is growth. What will make you feel fulfilled is growth. And growth is ongoing. You measure your growth with your progress, with your steps, with your wins along the way, with the finish line. If your goal is to run a marathon and you cross the finish line, you did it and you should feel great about it. You should feel amazing. You should feel proud of yourself. You should feel proud of that accomplishment. But then if you never, ever run again, like, was that it? You've now arrived, you've run your marathon and now it's over. No, I mean, if you meet people who run, then they're on to the next race. I obviously am not a runner. Um, It has never been something that's been of interest to me. But in any of any goal, it doesn't matter what it is. The people who excel at that are on to the next thing. The people who excel at that are on to the next thing. The writers are on to the next book. Right? People who invent are on to the next invention. People who develop are on to the next development. Whatever it is. Because the need is growth. The need is not accomplishment. We think it is. And that's one other one that I'll be honest, I struggled with for a very long time was um, connecting my self-worth to my accomplishments. It could be big accomplishments, but it also could be like my productivity throughout the day. If how many checks I had on my to-do list. If I didn't have very many checks on my to-do list, I didn't feel like I was worth as much that day. And um, realizing that really the need is growth. And then the last one, contribution. This one is as simple as when you have something that really excites you, that you are really over the moon about, good news, something that happened, something that you're looking forward to, what do you do? You tell somebody. You call a friend. You post on social media so everybody knows because contribution, sharing it, sharing what's good, enhances it. That's why we're doing the tip challenge together because contribution, the tip, is better when we do it together. It enhances it when we get together. When you have 500 people who come together and give a dollar or two 
to a tip challenge, it enhances it. Now, it enhances it in a real concrete way because uh, there's more money in the pool, but it enhances it on a personal way. You as a contributor become part of something that's bigger than just you. It's just, it's bigger than just you and you have that need for contribution. So when I said that list, certainty, uncertainty, significance, love or con- or connection, growth and contribution, which two popped out at you the most? Not necessarily, uh, but like you have them all. You could think of examples and, and I'm going to tell you more about that in a minute, but you could think of examples of how you meet all of those needs, but which two popped out at you the most? And something that's going to get real trippy is what I was talking to you about at the beginning when I said um, that everything is an expression of love or a cry for help. And if you think of the last fight you had with your significant other, what need from this list of six was your significant other or your friend or your child not feeling like was being met in that moment? And when you start thinking about that way, it can really, really blow your mind and change how you deal with other people. When I first heard this list, my number one for sure was certainty. And then I said my number two, not in order, but the two top ones were certainty. And then I said connection, but I had a little misunderstanding of what that meant. And really what I, I think that it is, is contribution. Because one thing that has always been true for me is that I like to connect people. I like to connect people with each other and with solutions to their problems. So I love it. I had somebody who, you know, needed advice on what to do with pumped breast milk, right? Seems kind of random, but she knows that I have nursed babies. Like I've been nursing for 13 and a half years straight without stops because I have so many kids. And um, so she's like, well, I mean, Sarah might know. So she messaged me and honestly, this may be an overshare, but you know, we're all grownups. I have never donated milk because I've never been a, a pumper. I've, I've just have nursed my babies. And so I didn't have firsthand knowledge to that, but I do know some amazing moms who pump and donate milk and have, have received milk from donors and all, and are caught up in that world. So I was able to connect my friend with the, the solution to her problem, right? And that brings me joy because I was able to contribute. I was able to connect two people and solve someone's problem. I love connecting people with solutions to their problems and with each other. That brings me so much fulfillment. And so when I look at this, for sure, my need for certainty and my need for contribution. So when you look at that list, what two popped out at you? And were there any that you either struggled to feel like, you know, they were important to you or ones that you wish were important to you that aren't? Because I'm telling you, coming up, I, I mentioned this on social media and you can see it on my website if you go to www.thepurposeproject.coach, C-O-A-C-H, thepurposeproject.coach, you'll see that there is an upcoming introduction, intro to mindset series that I'm going to offer. It's a free series where I'm going to teach you. And this is one of the topics. The The six human needs is the topic for day one, but we're going to go deeper than what I just shared with you because I'm going to show you how to, how I'm going to show you how you meet your need for each one of those six things and how you can decide 
which one you want to lead with. Because when I looked at that list, I told you that certainty was very high on the list. And I learned what that was costing me, that I placed certainty so high as a priority that it was costing me a lot in my life. And I will talk to you about what it was that I switched my focus to um, a couple months ago, actually, and how that has impacted how I live my life and how I experience peace and joy and 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 walking in my purpose. So if you are not registered for that upcoming Intro to Mindset series that I'm offering um, in about a week, actually, at the time of this recording, I want you to go to the website, www.thepurposeproject.coach, and register for that um, free series because we're going to dig more into this. And like I said, day one is going to be all about these six human needs. And then I'm going to give you two more things So a total of three tools that I've really helped me a lot with my mindset, with my not just positivity from blowing sunshine, but truly deep gratitude and joy in my life and my ability to have peace when things are tumultuous. Because I'm telling you, it's not like everything is rainbows and unicorns at our house, right? We have troubles, we have struggles, and we have had massive, massive things that have gone on um, in the last year, um, not just 2020, like 2019. I know I've talked about that before, but even in this season, these things that have, that have really rocked the world, we are able to stand and keep our head up and see some perspective in the midst of all of it. And I'm going to show you the three things that have really helped me. So make sure you register for that. Do me a favor. First of all, before you do me a favor, first of all, Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for taking notes and taking it seriously. Your time is the most valuable resource that you have because no matter what, you will never get it back because you can work to make money. You can do all like get more stuff, but you can never get your time back. So I am honored that you spent time with me Um, for this episode of this podcast. I would love to hear some feedback from you. I'd love to hear what you want to hear more of, what it is that you are struggling with, and I can share with you some tips that have helped me in those same situations. Because one thing that I have learned is that we are not alone. If all of humanity can be reduced down to these six human needs, then that means we have so much more in common than we do division. That we have so much more in common than we do what divides us. That was a terrible, terrible sentence, but I hope that you get what I meant. We have so much more in common than not. And in that light, we can come together and I can help you with the things that are, that are a struggle for you. So give me some feedback. You can contact me on social media. You can contact me through the website. You can drop a rating and review. You can subscribe wherever you're listening. And that gets this message out to somebody else. Snap a screenshot of this and share it on your social media. That would get other people involved in this mission and we can have some massive impact on the lives of the people around us. I love you and I mean that. If people can hate without knowing you, then I can love without knowing you. And I hope that you have an amazing, amazing day remembering that you were loved into existence on purpose with purpose and for purpose and i can't see, wait to see where that takes you